0: Outside
1: on a tray yeah <laughs> yeah take it out the put it how's it going today guys once again back here in the studio hot takes with TP3 we got Kobe back here in the studio say what's up to the people what's going on guys good to be back get to it Oh yeah, we got tons of good stuff coming for y'all today I mean, gambling just got legalized in the US Um, We got Cavs, Celtics, Rockets, Warriors We got a little bit of NBA draft lottery Biggest day of the Hawks season coming up This is what we've been waiting for But let's start off with the big game last night I know all y'all tuned into it Rockets, Warriors, Game 1 I mean, what were your biggest takeaways, Kobe? I mean, honestly, I was
0: was pretty surprised That the Warriors came out on top Uh, Originally, before the series started I had Warriors in 6, but I thought the Rockets we're going to take game one. So I was a little surprised. My biggest concern with the Rockets is are they going to be able to score more than Durant, Curry, and Clay? Those three combined for 83 points. Steph didn't really, you know, play as well as he could have or has in years past, but uh, Katie had 37, Clay had 28, and I'm just concerned if the uh, if Harden
1: CP3 can outscore those three guys. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think Harden CP3 can necessarily outscore them. I mean, CP3 definitely slacked off in the second half. Mm-hmm. He was going off kind of in the first half. He looked really good, but his shot just wasn't falling for him. I mean, he had lots of nice dribble moves when they were getting double teams and mm-hmm. stuff. Harden obviously dominated and played a very good game for him. I mean, it's definitely a little different discouraging for the Rockets. If you have your best player, probably league MVP go out there and have over 40 points and kind of put up his kind of big stat line and still not be able to get the win. I know that definitely hurt and it definitely hurts for me too, but I definitely think that the Rockets can still win the series. Mm -hmm. I still like the Rockets in seven. I just think they need a better two halves from CP3. Um, I think the role players also have to play better. All of them kind of choked. Eric Gordon had four turnovers. I know last night he was 6-13 shooting. That's not terrible, but I just feel like both teams kind of, if you look at the stat breakdown, both teams is about even everywhere. Golden State barely made more field goals from them, but the big thing is Golden State was 22 of 25 from the free throw line. Rockets were like 15 of 22 or something like that, so definitely the Rockets need to be better at the free throw line, but the biggest thing to me why Golden State won the game was because Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant carried the scoring load. I mean, you had three-pointers from Swaggy P, but it was because they limited the fast break points for the Rockets. Houston's a team that likes to get out and run and hit a lot of threes in transition, and they actually limited them to just three points. So Houston hit that one three pointer at the beginning of the first, or I think it was like mid beginning first half. They had that one fast break three after that. That was it. It was eighteen to three in the fast break, which is kind of a surprise for a lot of teams that like to for these two teams like to run. I mean, obviously Houston's more of an ISO slow it down. Golden State's more of a run, but Houston still will get out and run. So I mean, honestly, it's kind of impressive the the Rockets only held Golden State to eighteen points there. But also the Rockets turned the ball over, and even on the possessions where they didn't turn the ball over, they had so many possessions where they were just watching people dribble around which I know is the way they play but they got to get better shots like Harden Paul or it was mainly Paul or other players would not be aware of how much time was available on the shot clock and they just have to chuck up stupid mm-hmm. shots and that was a 16 to 9 turnover difference with Rockets 16 and Golden State 9 and Golden State got a lot of points off those turnovers. Oh
0: yeah, for sure. The uh turnover mar- margin was pretty uh pretty bad um but uh I was surprised just because, you know, Harden, he still scored 41 points and he they lost by 13 in game one of round one. He scored 44. They won by three in game one, around two. He scored 41 and the team, won by 14. So that's what I'm saying when I think that the Warriors, you know, are too much for Harden to take on by himself. Like you said, those role players kind of got to get things going. And I saw Harden kind of start to wear down in the fourth quarter with the isos and stuff. You know, he kind of was struggling to score. He had, he had nine in the fourth, but it was nothing compared to lo- what, what he looked like in the first half
1: was 24 points. Yeah, Golden State definitely changed their defense up. I mean, Steve Kerr is definitely the better coach. I think Steve Kerr personally is probably the him him and uh, Brad Stevens and Pop are probably the top three mm-hmm. coaches in the league. I mean, what Steve Kerr has done with his team, people are like, oh, Steve Kerr doesn't have to do anything coaching for All-Stars. Well, you forget that before they had Mark Jackson, they were the four seed and got bounced quick and then Steve Kerr came up with this three-point shooting passing the ball and sharing the ball. It's kind of interesting how both these teams are the two opposites of each other. The Rockets want a lot of three-pointers and they want standing around watching these guys isolate and pick and roll and stuff. The Warriors are all about ball movement. They say that they said last night they won over 300 passes a game. I don't know how many passes they had last night, but I bet it was around there. They had way more team assists than the Rockets did. And I just feel like that even though Houston's style of play is ISO, I feel like they have to stick with it you have to do what you do I mean this is a team who dominated the league running these iso plays they just need to shoot better both teams hit 13 threes last night I just feel like it's what they do and they have the best isolation player ever I think Harden could honestly play better than he did last night even though he played pretty well he shot over 50 percent from the field but they definitely just need to keep keep doing that and they need these role players to step up and not turn the ball over as much yeah, for
0: sure. I think Harden's going to keep doing what he's been doing all year this series, but my biggest question, again, is Chris Paul, is he going to show up in this uh, conference finals? I mean, this is his first appearance in the Western Conference fo- Finals in 13 years of his career, and he had he had 23 and three assists on eight of uh, 17 shooting. Um, could he probably have played better? I, I would imagine so, but... I think the Rockets are really going to need him to step up if they're going to see some production in yeah, the series.
1: Yeah, Chris Paul does play better in big games. I've seen statistically that his defense, his steals go up two per game and that he shoots about 60% from the field as compared to in the 40s in big games. So, I mean, it was kind of weird to see him not play as well in the second half because in the first half when him and Harden were getting buckets, it didn't really matter how the role players were playing, but in the second half when they had to go to, towards him more it definitely hurt, but I think they might need to give Joe Johnson some minutes. I mean, Joe Johnson's a guy that Paul Pierce said was the hardest player for him to score against and we all know that kind of deadly score Paul Pierce was Mm so I think Joe Johnson could actually do a decent job out there on defense and I think they should try to throw him in there maybe give him some minutes and see if he can impact the game a little bit he's a decent three and D player but I also think that Kevin Durant stepped up last night I mean that shot he hit when he had Capella in his face I mean Kevin Durant was matching hard and shot for shot and that's what you want to see because Steph Curry was struggling they had a decent game plan for Steph now he might not have shot well but for ball movement and like dribbling around and driving and stuff. Steph Curry was making good passes. He just didn't shoot the ball well, so I think Steph Curry is one of these players. Who, yes, he's good, but he's kind of like how LeBron was, where he couldn't step into the big role yet in the big playoff games. I mean, he hasn't won finals MVP yet, and he kind of choked that one year when they lost in the finals. He tried that three-pointer and bricked it, and he got ejected for that one game for throwing yeah. his mouthpiece when he fouled out. So, I mean, Steph Curry definitely needs to play up the big stage a lot, but Clay Thompson is kind of the X-factor who steps yeah. up in the big games. We saw him have 13 points or 13 threes in that elimination game against uh the thunder a couple years ago i mean clay thompson's yeah he steps up in the big situation which is what you want
0: yeah clay uh he surprised me a lot last night i mean he had 10 more points than steph and he was just nailing pretty much all of his shots and i think draymond green was a force to be reckoned with last night you know Kind of watching him defensively. I mean, offensively, he didn't. You know, he didn't yeah. score all that many points. But you know, he he kind of controls the pace. You know, he can get a rebound and take it down there as a four guard. So that's huge. And you know, he was the he was the help defender last night. He was out there. He was blocking when he was blocking shots in the paint. He kind of defending the paint, helping when you know Harden got around Curry. And he he blocked three point shots as well. So I think Draymond on defense can kind of you know slow down Harden and Paul maybe a little bit and just help those guys when you know they get be off the dribble.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I definitely think Draymond was an X factor, even though he didn't do anything in mm-hmm. scoring. It's not really his role to score a lot. Um, I definitely think that the Rockets kind of had to pick their poison defensively with Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. and I think they picked right with Steph Curry. Yeah. He's a little bit more guardable than than uh, Kevin Durant is, but at the same time, it's kind of like you, you can't really stop these guys, Harden, Paul, Durant, these great scorers, Curry. You can't really stop them. You can only just kind of contain them a little bit, and they did a decent job of that. But I definitely... I like Houston defend home court game too. I know a lot of people are saying they're going to get swept and stuff. I think it's too soon to jump ship. Yeah, they had a bad yeah. game. This team won 82 games this season. I don't think there's any, or not 82. They were the the best record over the yeah. 82 games, of the regular season. I don't think there's any reason to panic yet. If you're Houston, obviously if you will lose the next game, I would, I'm going to side button. with the series <laughs> being over. I mean, this is the best team probably in NBA history. That's all together. So this is no easy feat going to be taking them down, but I think Houston more so knows what they need to do. And I think they'll, they'll, uh, bounce back and play w- and play better. Yeah,
0: I definitely think my prediction for game two is that the Rockets will bounce back. You know, like you said, if they don't, then they're in some deep trouble yeah. because they're going to Golden State, who they might be facing a sweep if they end up losing game two, but I think they're going to, you know, make some adjust, uh, adjustments and win game two, but I still, I do like the warriors and six going back to golden state. I think, I think if the Houston if the rockets have any chance, they got to win at least, you know, one of those game three or
1: game fours at golden state. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they're definitely, now they obviously have to take one on the road. It's a hard thing task to do, but I mean, they did it in the regular mm-hmm. season. I think they can possibly do it again, but speaking of taking one on the road, uh, let's move on here to LeBron. All right. So let's get down to it here with LeBron. Um Obviously, LeBron played bad last game. You can't have that out of LeBron with the way this team's played, but. I think like Tristan Thompson said earlier today, we're about to witness greatness. We've witnessed it all throughout playoffs with these buzzer beaters and the way LeBron's played. I don't see why we can't again. I mean, LeBron's probably played his two worst games in the playoffs in game ones. It's kind of like people are saying he kind of feels the team out, sees what he needs to do to win. I'm going to agree with it. At first, I thought it was kind of stupid when people were saying it, but I really feel like he's just kind of feeling it out. We never really saw him try to be assertive and just take over and straight ISO. He was kind of trying to get the role players involved. The Cavs are trying to see what lineups they can use, but I think their x factor tonight is Tristan Thompson I mean I don't think he'll do a good job defending Horford out on the perimeter obviously can't guard Morris out on the perimeter but I think you have to try it at least he came out there with a lot of energy he was jumping on the ground for rebounds when they're down by 20 points I mean that's what you want to see a guy come in with a lot of energy like that and I really give shout out to Thompson for playing like that a lot of people talk a lot of shit about Tristan Thompson especially about after what happened with him and uh, Kardashian so I mean there's a lot not going for him but I think Tristan's going to bring the energy tonight and play well I mean Cleveland in general just shot a horrible percentage now it's a testament to how good of a coach brad stevens is and how good defense they played but the Cavs are not going to go over 12 in the first half again for 30 and they were over it was either 13 or 11 on open threes so i mean that's just not going to happen again there's no way they won't both teams actually the celtics had 11 to 10 turnovers so and the rebounds are about even so i mean if you look down the stats really it was kind of an even game besides that (laughs) yeah just the shooting percentage was really the difference the differential between
0: the Celtics and the Cavs there you know lebron ended up with 15 nine assists and seven boards but you know that's nowhere near the stats we're used to lebron putting up he had seven turnovers too which was really unlike him you know and i think like you said he was just kind of feeling it out game 1 you know he never i haven't seen lebron play that timid in since last year in the playoffs against the Celtics where he only had six points um and you know i think it's the – like I said before, is the supporting cast gonna be able to help? Love had 17 on six of 14 shooting, which is not that great, you know. Hill had five, Korver had five, Jr had four. They're just gonna have to step it up, especially if LeBron, you know, can't put up more than 15. But I think this game too, we're gonna see LeBron have a amazing game and he's going to put up a triple double and
1: do what he's been doing the rest of the playoffs. Oh yeah, I definitely think it is going to be for uh, those of y'all betting on the game tonight. If they have any uh, player like stats you can bet on any player out player totals, I'd definitely take anything for LeBron if it's like over 40 points uh, rebounds and assists combined or something like that. I would take anything. LeBron's Mm going to absolutely go off tonight. Look for big things from him across field, but looking at things from a Celtics perspective, I mean you're getting tons of production out of these role players still. I mean, I don't really think you can call them role players anymore out of these young stars that they have. I'm really liking the way Markeith Morris played. I mean, he called out LeBron. He kind of, he walked it like he talked it that game. I mean, he, had he put it, he got buckets and he kind of shut down LeBron a little bit. I definitely don't look for it to happen tonight. I look for yeah. LeBron to put him on a poster early and kind of make a statement. He got in foul trouble early and still stayed in there. So he definitely showed some mental toughness, which is what you like to see a lot too, right there. Um, I love the way Jalen Brown played before the game, game started. I actually tweeted, I said Jalen Brown's my player to watch. I think he's going to the big night, and he absolutely went off. He had 23 points, and that's what you want to see out of a young guy like him. Tatum looks like he's transforming into a superstar. The Celtics team's going to be scary down the road. But speaking of Celtics down the road, this is, they have one more season with Terry Rozier. So I think the Celtics definitely need to look at bringing in another point guard to kind of learn stuff, because Kyrie Irving, I, I don't care if people don't agree with me on this or not, he is injury prone. He's mm-hmm. yet to play all 82 games in a season. His actually max is 75, and he's had three games where he's played in the 50s, with one of them being 59 in this season being 60, so almost four seasons where he's played only in the 50s in games and that's not what you want. He's missing a lot of games, so I definitely think that he's getting hurt a lot. I mean, he only played 10 games at Duke. He was hurt in that playoff series with the Cavs where he missed the finals, so I think the Celtics need to go out and pay a backup point guard. Like I've said, they're not going to be able to pay Jalen Brown. Hopefully Hawks give him that max contract, baby, but I mean, the Celtics, everything's looking good for him and this team's going to be ready to make runs for a couple years now. Do I think the Celtics can win this series? I'm still saying no. I like the Cavs in six. I think LeBron will win one of these road games that he needs to, and he'll get the job done. Obviously, if he goes to seven, it's going to be a crapshoot, but I still like the Cavs.
0: Yeah, I I like the Cavs tonight. Uh, I think LeBron's going to bounce back, and I still have the Cavs in six. But going back to what you were saying about the Celtics having to get a point guard, our boy uh, Dennis Schroeder's looking to get out of Atlanta. I know he's he's already been talking with the GMs of Atlanta and saying that he kind of was interested in going to Indiana and Milwaukee. But I think that he could he wants to be on a team that can contend, and the Celtics have been doing that the last couple of years. So I think if you know they could go out and make a deal with Schroeder, that would be a would be a great pickup for them. Um, but yeah, kind of looking at things from the Celtics' point of view, I think you know everything. If you're a Boston fan, you saw everything you wanted. In game one, you saw LeBron. You know play like ball sack. I mean, but he just, he did not play good at all. Um, Horford played amazing 20 points, eight to 10. Morris played 20, had uh, 21, had seven of, 12 from the field. I mean, he, they, just, they were just all firing on all cylinders and it was just good to see for Boston, but I still like the Cavs in, in game two.
1: Yeah, from a matchup perspective, I think the Cavs definitely struggle with defending big men. Like I said, Tristan Thompson, not a very good perimeter defender, but they need him on the floor for his rebounding, his energy he's been bringing. Kevin Love as well. Kevin Love's never been known for his defense. He's known for his rebounding and scoring, so I feel like Morris is going to have to have like a guy like the Cavs might need to go smaller in ways, like maybe even take Kevin Love off the floor if he's not playing well I feel like that might be a big thing is maybe take Kevin Law off the floor and put LeBron on Morris kind of playing the four I mean obviously Corver's not that great either as a def- as a defender J.R. Smith's a pretty decent defender they need a guy like Rodney Hood or Clarkson George Hill's a good defender so I mean the Cavs need those defensive matchups on these Celtics guards to try to force worse things for him but I feel like that post matchup's going to be tough they maybe they could get some energy in a couple minutes from one of these other post players they have maybe like Seti Oseman he's supposed to be a defensive mm-hmm. guy for them I really don't value him that much I think He's kind of overrated just because he plays for the Cavs. He gets limelight, but I don't. I think that they need somebody like that to step up and play some defense.
0: Yeah, um, we'll see what happens tonight. I, like you said, they definitely need some guys to step up and play deep. One hundred eight points, you know, from the Celtics is. Not what you're looking at from the Cavs, but
1: you know I like I like the Cavs tonight to turn around and we'll see what happens. Oh yeah, no, I'm excited to watch this one. Like we both said, we both got Cleveland winning tonight, so watch out for that. All right, guys. So tonight's the biggest day of the season for all these teams in the draft lottery, the teams that tanked it out all season long. This is what it all comes down to now. I'm going to be pretty upset if the Hawks don't do well. This is kind of what I've been banking on. I watched way too many Hawks seasons to watch us have this. We won three games the last week of the season versus the Celtics, the uh, Wizards, and the Magic. So, I mean, if that's really what hurts us, I'm going to be absolutely furious. I mean, this has been kind of a busy offseason already for the Hawks. We've already gotten rid of Coach Bud. We let him go. He's probably, I think he fits best in either Milwaukee or Toronto, which is who he's been interviewing with. I've been saying for a while that I feel like he fits well in Milwaukee. So, I saw Milwaukee as one of their final interviews with him today. So, I think he's a good fit out there. But I love the Hawks signing at coach with uh, Lloyd Pierce. I think he's a great pickup. I mean, he's been a part of the process in Philadelphia. He's great apparently with player development, which is all the signs you want pointing to it he's a former college player he played with Steve Nash in college so I mean he's got lots of things going for him you want obviously we saw the big news with Dennis Schroeder saying that he wants to get out of ATL either wants to go to Milwaukee or Indy he deleted all his Instagram posts with the Hawks I mean I've been saying for a while we should try to trade him and combine um, him to get along with the Rockets pick and the Wolves pick I think we could possibly get ourselves another top 12 to top 10 pick with that trade so I think that's definitely something to look out for there obviously y'all know how I feel about Dennis Schroeder about point guards in the league. You have to have a top five, 10 point guard in order to actually win a championship in the league. And Dennis Schroeder's neither of those. So I think we need to move on from him.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, if he doesn't want to be there, then, you know, there's no reason in keeping him. And like yeah. you said, you got to have a top tier point guard to, you know, go have a postseason run. But I'm, uh, I'm excited to see the Hawks new coach Pierce. Um, he worked as an assistant for the Cavs, Warriors, and Grizzlies uh, before five years at Philadelphia. I, um, I just really like his you know, his defensive mindset as a coach. He he said he was gonna look for a staff that, you know, was defense first and I really like that. He's also a big guy in hand um, developing young players. So we got, I mean, we know we have a lot of those guys. Yeah. We got guys like Prince and Collins and with the drafts coming up. I think we got what we have three first round picks. Mm-hmm. So I mean he's gonna have a young team. So I'm looking forward to that for the Hawks. Hopefully, you know, the re, the rebuilding process is gonna be it's gonna take a year or two,
1: but I think he can take us out of there and you know turn it around in Atlanta. Yeah, Tarion Prince, too, is a guy who it showed like he would only be good for three and D in the league, but he actually looks really good. He's gotten better at the end of each two seasons, which is what you want to see. He was kind of taking games over and going off at the end of the season. I mean, he hit like seven, he was seven for seven on threes or one point in that game where we mm-hmm. beat the Celtics at the end of the season. So I mean, I think the Hawks have a lot. of good young talent. Like you said, he's good with player development, so that's what we want to see. We need to develop him and Collins a lot um, I mean it all comes down to tonight well, tomorrow we'll have more like mocks and like discuss where we think prospects fit better and stuff and who we think should draft who when we know the order but it all comes down to if the Hawks don't do well tonight it's definitely going to ruin my uh, my week and yeah. the entire NBA season for me so we'll see what happens here I'm um,
0: definitely on edge yeah for sure um what is the it's a probability of 13.7 percent that we get the first first overall pick um i think we're probably gonna i mean just predicting we'll probably get the third or fourth pick you know that would be ideal for us you know glad that we got a lottery pick finally you know hopefully we can get a guy who can come in and maybe someone like bagley or someone you can like just give us some numbers something different because you know we've been struggling and someone's eventually gonna have to take down this the king of the east lebron james and Hopefully we can do it here in the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people say, too, with picking guys like Bagley or guys like Porter Jr. and stuff, or like a power forward who's not as much of a rim protector, like a scorer, they keep saying, oh, the Hawks don't have a rim protector. Well, who's the Warriors' rim protector? Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? The Warriors don't have a rim protector. I mean, the Hamptons 5 showed up last night, and that was their starting lineup yeah. and their majority lineup. There's no rim protector in that. They didn't even play JaVale McGee or Jordan Bell, so, like, obviously a rim protector is not as crucial as people think it is. Yeah,
0: we're, we're in a league now where, you know, you're, it's guard-heavy and – three-pointers and making big-time shots on that perimeter are the biggest uh, like aspects of the game. You know, you don't really have to have a great center in order to make it make a run in the postseason. You know, the Warriors, w- the centers they've had in the past year, they've had Zaza, uh, JaVale McGee, um, Bogut. like yeah,
1: Bogut was a decent rim
0: protector. Yeah, Bogut was a great rim protector, but just like, you
1: know— You don't really have to have one in order to You know make a run in the postseason like you said Oh yeah no for sure that was actually the bogey year Was the one year they were in the top 10 in defense Mm -hmm. I mean really I mean yeah you gotta have decent Defense but it really isn't that crucial Mm -hmm. All right, guys so obviously the biggest Story probably coming out of sports this week With everything going on is the fact that sports Gambling is now legalized in America I mean as of Right now it's kind of still like a rough Thing going on there's no like real real set Rules apparently New Jersey is the closest to Opening up any kind of gambling thing for their state, but obviously the gambling age is still 21, so I mean, I still think there will be people gambling on book, on underground books and stuff and stuff like that for underage people. Obviously every state is going to differ, so it may not be legal in every single state. Every state's going to have to pass laws and stuff, so I mean, there's still a lot to be done here, and we'll know more about it going ahead in weeks. I mean, there's still actually a chance the Supreme Court could reject what they passed, but why would they pass it and then just turn around and reject it like a month later? That doesn't make any sense to me. But I feel like that it will definitely open up the sports industry and bring more people to it and definitely bring more money into it but at the same time like people who don't really gamble on uh, game on sports aren't necessarily going to start i mean for to an extent some people will but not all people but me and kobe are going to keep giving y'all everyday picks from our twitters and stuff so y'all got to watch out for those
0: yeah that's um honestly one of my favorite things about sports is just you know making just not even for gambling just like making picks and stuff like that and you know Making like a little bet with your friend or here and there or whatever, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to giving daily picks and you know beating up Thomas and some
1: daily picks for sure. <laughs> I don't know about that part, but <laughs> we'll definitely be going back and forth with him, so watch out for all that stuff. But Kobe, I appreciate having you on again. Yes, sir. Of course, it's a pleasure to be here. But yeah, we got tons of good stuff coming for y'all, so keep tuning in. This is the first episode this week. Got two or three more coming for y'all, so get ready.
0: I'm my The week Gotta the store in my house, got a build in garage in my house, gotta watch my wrist, cause I house. My bitch ain't deep at my house. Make her sleep at a hotel now. And when you talk,
1: me you talking on cap And your diamonds ain't looking like tap. I was always looking for the paps, keep a R me, bitch, in my lap.